forever. Dog. So we really talking about this movie. We sure are. That's definitely not how we're starting this. <laughs> no, no, we're doing this. It's some collabo ish production. How you want to start, Bray? How you want to start this? How you want to start this? Should we talk about interracial dating? We've already done that too. With when we did the first, when we did the first guest who's coming to dinner. Which we have done, right? Yeah, we did that. No, I don't think so. I don't think we did that. What was the one with Sidney Poitier and he and he and he went home? Look who's coming to dinner. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I guess who? Y'all thought I was talking about guess who? We did look who's coming to dinner. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did that. And I think we probably oh, talked we did? about this already. Yeah, it was good. I remember. And then we also learned that the it's fine. <laughs> We've already talked about this. But we didn't do. But we didn't do the Bernie. We didn't. We didn't do guess who. We sure didn't. We sure didn't. Sadly, if you like, <laughs> we were talking about this when we went to the Slam Dance Film Festival, and a few people made kind of offhanded, you know, passing comments of, well, yeah, I mean, comedy's just not profitable. <laughs> They're just like, oh, yeah, I mean, no international market. So it doesn't, uh, doesn't make sense for studios That's to not true. do comedies. That's not true. To me, the reason comedies are dying, and it's very, very easy to point to. To me, you have a lot of people who don't do comedies, either directing and starring in comedies. And then what that causes a movie that like, the thing about a comedy, a comedy, a comedy is like horror. Where like you can do it for cheap, but your returns can be so massive if you do it right. Like you don't need a big name to like push a horror movie. You need a good concept and make it scary. For a good comedy, you don't need fucking huge names. You need a story, most likely about friendship, love, or like revenge or parties or whatever the fuck, and just make it funny. Funny. But they push big names for comedies all the time, and they've been doing that since the 80s, the not 80s, 90s, 2000s. They all, you know what I mean? There's like, there's like, hey, we're gonna, so, like, here are our comedy stars, you know? We got Eddie Murphy, we got Jim Carrey, you know, we got Billy Crystal, we got Whoopi Goldberg. We got Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis and Jack Black. And now, and so, one, I feel like the stars, whatever machine that they had to get stars, something happened. Because now, our co comedy stars, we don't, it's just the same ones that we've had. And even the most, the newest ones are not really getting their fills. Kate McKinnon hasn't had what Melissa McCarthy has had. And we're still getting, you know, and at, even though these are all very funny people, like the film that we're doing, we're getting Jonah Hill, right? We're getting Eddie Murphy still. Like, we're still getting the same kinds of stars doing these comedies. I mean, I don't know why that is. A lot of people say, like, film stars are dying out as well. But I also think because studios have gotten so scared of taking risks, and I put risk in quotes because they still take huge risks all the time. They just decide that it's okay to risk something if it's an intellectual property or a sequel, even though even if it still bombs, it doesn't make any money. And they don't take risks on original, innovative stuff or new comic stars, which is unfortunate. Which is very unfortunate because if you think about it, the reason we know of 
Jonah Hill, for instance, is because he was an unknown like performer who had one line in a movie, auditioned for Superbad. Superbad made him, Michael Sarah, famous. And it's like you had that, like 40 year Virgin came out. I mean, it came out the same year as The Office, but The Office wasn't out yet. And it made a name out of Seth Rogen. It made Paul Rudd even, it like, revitalized his career after Friends. It made, like, and what sucks about it, it's, to me, what's so interesting is that I think, and it's not this movie's fault, but I do think this movie had a big, it was one of the things I think was a turning point for comedies. I think when 21 Chump Street came out, it was so good, so funny, and made so much money, more money than a normal comedy has ever made that it changed the game because you had Jonah Hill, who's, you know, a comedic actor, but then you took who at the time, an actor who wasn't known for comedy, just kind of a pretty boy in Channing Tatum, put him in this movie, had that movie based off of IP. Like it, it, it was almost like the and action comedy, the genre comedy, huge. which dominates the game. Action comedies dominate the landscape now. Yeah. And it's so tricky because I think what, what, what happens is, is like, you know, when Baywatch came out, all these other movies came out, they kept trying to like copy what 21 Jump Street did. But to me, if you watch the first one and the second one, because they're both are good, but the first one in particular, the first one low-key feels like an old school comedy, I mean, action comedy, where it's like, it's action heavy first, but you just have funny people like in the parts, but there's action. Like, you know what I mean? It's an action movie with jokes. Well, Jumanji, I mean, did extremely well. Also based on another IP. To me, Jumanji did the same thing that 21 Jump Street did. And it's also like, you know, it's like Kevin Hart, Jack Black. You know what I mean? Like The Rock does these action comedies all the time. I don't know. So He wears the same clothes in every movie. The Rock just be in a, in a tan yeah, that was t-shirt. It's a very funny meme where it was like they're all different movies and it looks like it's in the same. But Bray, my theory is I think that we're, we're bound for a comedy resurgence. You do think that. I think because we've seen a series of comedies, even this year, come out in theaters, you know, whether their success is really true, like, you can get them done for cheap. Like, you know, we do know, like, House Party just came out. We do know that, like, The Blackening is coming out. We do know, like, you know, the Please Don't Destroy Kids movies are coming out. Like, I think they're, I think people are trying. I just think, I just think the thing that we're, we're hurting for is that even when I think about some of these movies, they don't have, like, comedy people behind it, whether it's, like, you know, the cast isn't full of comedians or the directors aren't comedians. Yeah. Instead of comedy people behind it, they freaking have you people. You know what I mean? I hate it. I was about to say, like, no, does the blackening have c- comedians? They're, they're split. The cast is split half and half. It's The cast is split, man. I'm just saying, I'm with Jirai. It's like, Wait, start no, putting no, comedy no. people behind it. No, Don't freaking don't. put you people. Melissa, what was that one? Eight. That was Ooh, an eight? That's pretty I liked high. it. That's oh my high. God. Uh, you can't be trusted. You can't be trusted no wow. more. It hit the rim twice wow. and went in, baby. That was an eight, Melissa? An eight? It was, it was kind of funny. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. James, you would give it eight? You, you set no, him up, though. I don't give it anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't give it anything. Not that it, does, not that Man, it deserves I can't nothing. stand you I people. I just don't. Oh. All right, that was good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Don't tell him it was good. All right. <laughs> Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Black men can jump. 
Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Yeah, it's a good song. What's the name of this song? What's the name of it? No, it's some, it's some other people. It's some other people in Paris. <laughs> What's the name of the song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like a, like a bunch of friends? A <laughs> bunch of friends? <laughs> yeah, close. It's close. Some other people in Paris. Not enough scenes like that. First of all, Not thank you all. Not enough scenes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're already, we're already off. We've just off to the races. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. We are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading Black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Today, we are reviewing the 2023 Netflix comedy, You People. Before we talk about that, I know you're listening going, wait a minute, whose voice is who? Which, who said, and it's really important, actually, for this episode that you know yeah, whose know voice who is who. Uh, gotta know who's you need to know uh, who uh, is talking. Uh, uh, and the person that you're no. hearing right now that sounds like someone Knows a little bit of this and a little bit of that. A little bit of black and a little bit of white. That voice is Jonathan Braylock. This is John, John Braylock. Braylock. This voice is Jonathan Braylock. That's right, Braylock. That's this right. Voice, the, ah, this voice that is scared of this whole episode and that is really thankful for, you know, his budding career in Hollywood. Just wants to say before everything gets started, you know, he hopes that everyone had a good, you know, a fun time while making this movie. That 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 voice is is that of Gerard Milligan. <laughs> you can't see us. Our videos are turned off. Okay. So, we are reviewing you people as I said, the stars Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Julie, Julia Julia Louise Dreyfus. I say her name wrong every time. And L- Lauren London. Lauren London Nia Long as well. Have you guys seen her before? I just looked it up and I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen her in some of these things. Yes, I know her from ATL growing up. She was new, new. That's the movie. I've never seen that movie. It's pretty. We have, have we not reviewed ATL? We definitely should review no. ATL. No, but we should. I think we should. Yeah, we should Let's definitely review ATL. You people. I've also never seen I Love You, Beth Cooper. Oh, uh, I saw that like in high school or something like that. I don't think I've seen any of these films except. Wait, did we watch Without Remorse? Yes. Who was she in that? She dies at the at the top of that movie. At the beginning. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, Michael B. What else is there to say about this movie? It came out on Netflix, so it does not have box office, but it does have a Rotten Tomatoes score. And what is it? What do you think it is? I'm going to say, before, before I even say what my response was, just I'm guess say what that the my mom saw it and she liked it, and I'm gonna say that my wife saw it and she liked it. Before I say how I felt, I'm gonna say that that's what they said. So I'm gonna say the audience. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a fresh audience score. That's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna say. Fresh. Wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I've been on Twitter though, and there's been a lot of negative stuff on Twitter, so it could have been bombed also by the people that don't like it. But I'm gonna say fresh audience score. You gonna say fresh? I'm gonna say fresh audience score. I'm gonna say rotten. And you think it's a, do you think it's a rotten tomato score? Tomato meter, the critic score? Ooh, I wasn't even thinking about it like that. I would say both are rotten. Ooh, I'm gonna say fresh critics. I'm gonna say fresh critics also. I'm gonna say you fresh, think it's fresh. You think it's too fresh? 
I'm gonna I say, say fresh, fresh. I would say, I would say, Whoa, okay. I take it back. I would say fresh audience, rotten critics. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're both wrong. You were both. Yeah, I would have flipped it. I would have flipped it if I was gonna. If I was gonna do one or the other, I would have flipped it. Uh huh. <laughs> you did flip it. You did flip it. It's 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 right. It's both a rotten. They're both rotten. They're, they're both rotten. They're, both they're two <laughs> rotten scores. Now, what do you think oh. the percentages are? Well, don't make us do this. That's no, why no, I'm I said not doing fresh. this. That's why I said fr- I don't want to say a number because I don't know what number it is. Yeah, why, I'm not why trying to. Just, I'm, we're, why we, don't you just every, say what it is? Hey, hey, hey! Now, every film we do, we talk about the the we talk about the Rotten Tomato score. This is what we do for every I single have film. The internet too, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna internet every look single what this film. Is. <laughs> all right, no, all right, fine. You don't want to play the game. That's okay. I will tell you. All right. So it's 45% critic score. Do you think the audience score is higher or lower? I know because I'm looking at it, but I wonder what Gerard's going to say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm about. I'm, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm reading an interview with Kenya right now about the movie. Okay. It's, a, it's 41%. 41% audience score. The audience score is lower. The critics' consensus is You People has an outstanding cast and plenty of comedic potential both mostly wasted on a picture that dithers between social commentary and romantic comedy without fully committing to either. It's an interesting take. But we're going to do our takes because this movie is not about the critics and we don't care necessarily what the audience thinks. We want to know what Black Man Can't Jump thinks, which is why we do initial thoughts for you people. Now, Now, okay, should we just say, should we just put it out there? We'll just put it out there. This film was written and directed by Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris, some of you may know, is an executive producer of Astronomy Club, the sketch show on Netflix. The, and and listen, and I'll also just say, before I get into my initial thoughts, because I might as well go first, is at the end of the last episode, when Bray was like, we're going to do you people, I was like, why? Because we don't want to put ourselves in a position to have to talk potentially negatively about someone who is so integral to uh, to our current places in our careers. Bray just wrote on this dude's show. <laughs> Bray, Bray, just, Bray just wrote on this dude's show. Why is he doing this to us? Here's what I'm going to say about the movie. The movie's funny. That's number one. The movie looks incredible. That's number two. The cast is fantastic. That's number three. And number four, I'll say, I auditioned for Omar and what the fuck? I'm, <laughs> I, Taco deserves everything that Taco gets. I also just auditioned for a part that was like a mix between Taco and Donald Glover. This is the reverse. This is the reverse. Of <laughs> First, I auditioned for a part that Taco gets. Now I'm auditioning for a part that they're like, this is like Taco? Why is this happening to me? I don't deserve- Why are you calling <laughs> him Taco? <laughs> he's, he's Taco from Tyler. His name is Travis. But I'm saying, talk. But I'm saying, that's what the that's what the role said. The role <laughs> said it's a mix between Taco. It's not fair that that's happening to me. But I thought he also did a great job. So that's. So that's <laughs> I mean, but I don't know what I feel like. I'll talk more specifically about beats. I feel like I can understand the that critic consist, consensus that it is social commentary. I, I I do agree with that. I agree that if if this movie does suffer in any way, it is that it 
is not enough of either one of those things. It's like it could have been all commentary or it could have been all romantic comedy. And I think it does, when it is in those beats, it does those things really well. But I think the balance, I would have, I would have really liked that balance to have been just a little bit stronger. I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't say that. But, in ter- but everything else, like truly, like, I mean, come on. I'll talk about all the stuff that made me laugh as we, as, as we, as we get into it. Eddie Murphy as a grounded, he was so grounded in this role. It was incredible. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say besides like that was so it was so incredible to see Eddie Murphy just come in and just like very casually be like, I'm the only brother. I'm the probably the only nappy headed brother in here. He just <laughs> very calm. Yeah, cal- he had a short haircut. That I didn't know. make sense. But he very calmly. It didn't make very, sense. He very calmly goes around the whole room like I'm probably the darkest. I'm probably the darkest brother. in. He's just like very casual. And then later on when he's like, it's your white grandfather's why my, my kids strong genes my kids are so light i don't know man I, we'll talk about it more specifically as we get into it but those are my initial thoughts this is an incredible cast that was assembled so you got jonah hill you got eddie murphy julie louise dreyfus you got nia long you got david Duchovny, and london is sorry lauren london is is great she like comes in and and, and works really well as the both the kind of co-lead, I guess, of this film and like the different things that she has. So the premise of this film is familiar in the sense that we've seen movies like Guess Who's Coming to Dinner or Guess Who, which was the remake. You've seen these films that kind of are like highlighting the differences between white people and black people. And obviously this movie needed to do it in a way that felt fresh and felt like more of the times which I think at times this movie succeeds at, and at times it struggles at. I think when it succeeds at it, it's very, very funny. And when it struggles at it, it's a little cringe. (laughs) So we got, I think we have a mix of both of those in that. I feel like this is, because this is a Netflix movie and because it's a comedy, it is like nice to just have a pure, I mean, I guess this is slightly a rom-com, but it is nice to have like a pure comedy in the sense that we just get these like, we get like some characters like Matt Walsh is it and he gets to have like a funny bit as the boss, you know, you get Mike, Mike Epps coming in and he has a like a funny bit as the cousin. So like I appreciated those moments of it. I feel like the movie is shot really well. I completely agree with James. My only question, I guess, is like I was curious about what the or is there a message behind this film? And I guess like at the end, you can boil it down to like love does conquer all and, and gets through some of these racial barriers. But I didn't know. I guess I was, I, I guess I'm curious to explore or, or like talk about more like what is it in like 2023? Like, is it, has it gotten worse? Has it gotten better? Because as somebody who comes from a mixed background myself, it feels like the interactions between the families, like, I'm just, I'm curious to know, like, who's having those interactions nowadays because it's not it doesn't feel familiar to me but that but it doesn't need to i'm just saying that for me i was kind of like oh that's so interesting like why is it such a big deal for these families and the way that they present it and like can we explore that more i think the movie does it a little bit but i don't know if it does it as well as i would have hoped so that's my initial thoughts for you people. 
I like to pass. I like to, I like to, I like to pass. Um, I actually think that it's okay. I think, I think, I think Gerard can pass. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, like I'm to just pass. gonna put that out there. I think that I like you're passing on the initial thoughts. I think I like to pass. Yeah, I think I like the, you know, and, and while we're at it, I think I like to pass on talking about the direction. I like to pass if we talk about the writing. <laughs> okay, Gerard. If it's possible. No, 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 James. Gerard, James, I, 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 was, all I out, was gonna James. let you, I was gonna let you no, pass. No, James, I'm just trying to, James, I'm trying to get it all out, and, James. But what it seems to be happening is you're, you're grabbing a shovel and you are, and you're, and you're pressing that shovel deep in the earth. And you, you guys, are, you guys started to, you started to the way I wanted to. <laughs> while we're still at it, I like to pass. On, on the acting, I like to pass Damn. on talking about the jokes. <laughs> I like to pass on talking about whether or not this movie was enjoyable for me or not. Oh I also God. like to pass on whether I would refer people to watch this movie. I would like to pass on any correlation of our success being tied <laughs> to talking bad about this movie. Also, would like to pass on any moment that John Braylock, who I can't see, tries to bait me into talking about this movie in detail. I would like to pass on that as well. Other than that, I'm ready to talk, baby. Let's get it. Let's get oh, can it. I, can, I, can I add to my initial thoughts that where was Nia Long? She only had like four scenes. Where was Nia Long? You can't have Nia Long in your movie and only put her in four scenes. What was that about? You know what I'm... you can't have in the movie when you got people in it? You need to have joke. You know what? Nope, nope, nope. James, I see what you tried to do, James. I didn't try I to do anything. You just tried I, to do, James. I didn't try to do anything. You just tried to get me to talk about No, no. A genuine feeling I have about the movie is where was she? When she first shows up, I was like, damn, I forgot she was in this. And then she disappeared. She what was that about? Kind of, and so does right, David. So does David Duchovny. David Duchovny doesn't say anything. But David Duchovny has more. I think he has more to do than Nia Long has to do in this. And that was, yeah, I think he does. He has, he has some more. He has more like jokes and stuff. And that was a little fresh. I got to say, it was a little frustrating. <laughs> I personally yes. feel very well. Very well. <laughs> Nobody asks you. No, you okay. don't. No, I do. No, you don't. Babe. No, I do. No, I actually really don't. do. I liked the podcast. I liked Sam J and Jonah Hill's just kind of like chatting. Go ahead. Yo, yes, I fully agree. This shit was hilarious. The, the, what, the, what they're talking about here. Those the the first I mean the 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 pacing the pacing specifically of the first like 20, 25 minutes of the movie it's like th these like compact like dense joke heavy scenes that are just like we're getting character across we're ge we're getting I don't I was like this is impressive I couldn't I couldn't believe that we were about to then see a a two hour movie with how with how densely packed these opening scenes were. I don't know. I, I, yeah, it does move kind of quickly because it's like we have... This movie moves quickly? In the beginning. Yes, in the bro, beginning. The beginning? Yes. the beginning? Absolutely. No, it definitely <laughs> moves quickly in the beginning. We get to the premise of the film like 15 minutes in. Oh, I thought you meant like... You mean like the story moves fast, like they meet yeah, each the other. the story moves quickly. Oh, I thought you meant like the time went by fast. Like, like, for instance, I thought what you were saying was, is that by 25 minutes, you were like, oh, shit, the movie's almost over. But then you realize it's only been 25 minutes. But then you realize. No, that wasn't what oh, I was saying. Oh, OK. No, I, was, I, cert I certainly fault. wasn't saying. I certainly wasn't saying that. No. <laughs> 
It wasn't even it wasn't even close to what I <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me, Jonathan Braylock, who messed that up. So no, wait, no, you, you're a giraffe. <laughs> to you as you were, James the third. Everybody I, knows Braylock that got confused. <laughs> well, no. I mean, well, just I was just trying to because because no. because Bray was talking about because Bray was giving props to how funny this opening is. Yeah, the, yeah you Braylock. Jonathan yeah, Braylock. John, no, no, not no. you. <laughs> Certainly not you. <laughs> that wasn't the voice giving props. He is remaking the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Wiz. He's remaking the Wiz. No, he's remaking The Wizard of Oz. He's remaking The Wizard of Oz. No, no, he's remaking The Wizard of Oz, not it, The Wiz. No, the interview says The Wiz. I want, oh, okay, okay, okay. No, the interview is wrong. <laughs> he's remaking The Wizard of Oz. What? Am I wrong? I can't. I'm no, not you're not. You're this. not. <laughs> no, he says both. He says, I want to do a dramatic retelling of The Wiz. I want to take The Wizard of Oz. So he says both. In this interview. So maybe, so, so you're right. So, yes, yeah, so never mind. Okay. Well, 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 anyway, anyway, Bray, what were you, what were well, you? Well, I saying? was just going to mention some of these scenes that I real that I enjoyed. We get, so we, 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 we see who Jonah Hill is in the element that his character, that he wants to be in as this guy, Ezra. He's in podcasting, he's, you know, he's friends with Sam J. They're chatting. Then we kind of see him with his family at Temple, at service. And they're already just, they're just making fun of the way he looks, you know, the fact that he has this dyed blonde hair, blonde hair, you know, his grandma gets on him for having tattoos. She's like, you know, you can't be buried in the Jewish cemetery with that. Yes. I didn't realize Rhea Perlman was in this. Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Perlman was in this. So funny. When she starts <laughs> digging into him, I was like, that was the kill. Yeah. And, and then him and we get that little, it felt very Apatowy, the exchange between him and Molly Gordon, his sister, who plays his sister, where they're just like making fun of each other, like how each other's looks. And he keeps, he's like, saying like she looks like a, Jew, a I don't know like a Jewish librarian like who's going to Hogwarts or something like I don't know there were, there were some funny yes ch- all of the they were so funny and I wish I could remember the specifics but yeah but like it was like it was like all of them were so each one was funnier than the last <laughs> like they were just getting it get, digging into each other it was really super funny we have like he we have he has a, a freaking I guess a, a doctor who maybe is a dentist like <laughs> tells tells he him. is a dentist yeah <laughs> like you want me to look at your penis it's free no charge I was like oh my goodness so and then we also kind of get in like you know his mom Julia is she's trying to you know get him to date somebody what was that actress's name because she looks so familiar isn't she in Grownish? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Emily R. Look. Yeah, Emily R. She's from Clarnish. Oh, and 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 speaking of that, I loved the like the Kenya Barris cinematic universe like showing up throughout throughout the movie, like you know, like and especially though, especially yeah, Dion Cole, that was great, but especially Anthony Anderson being in the barbershop, like that was just like. That was cool, you know, like that was like a cool fo- folding in of things happening with that. And Anthony Anderson was uh, sorry, not Anthony Anderson. Dion Cole was so funny. And it's just every time somebody showed up, I was like, hey, I like this. I enjoyed this. I needed more Dion Cole and more scenes with Mike Epps. Oh, man, Mike Epps. They were like, they were like, can you just come in and and be the jokes for the ending because the ending is is so the ending was like about the story so they were like we're gonna need <laughs> they were like can Mike Epps just come in and 
it was so funny. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we get him on the date. We gotta be real here, people. Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna sit here and do this? This movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> we, get him, I can't. We, get, we get him on the date with Emily Arlock, and the, that's a it's a fun scene. Yes, and he very clearly like they're very clearly not hitting it off. I liked I liked this. I liked the way that this was 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 set up. I don't quite remember what they say in this, but like the way that they don't. Oh, she's oh, it's, th- it's because she's like, what do you know about the? Yeah, culture? what do you know about the culture? You're a and Jewish you boy from like West L.A. Fucking address it. This whole movie I'm watching, and the thing is, y'all know me. I bring up fucking super bad so often. They have fucking Jonah Hill in this movie, who's a white boy who talks and like deals with fucking sneaker culture and he lies to Lauren London so much in this goddamn movie and we never address that at the end of the day, he is a white dude who keeps acting like he's down and has never proven himself to be fucking down. And in the opening scene of this goddamn movie, this white woman goes, how can you say this? And he has no fucking answer. Later on in this goddamn movie, Eddie Murphy says, you have a podcast called The Culture. How does this make sense? He still has no fucking answer and the thing that Sam J on the podcast even goes hey man I don't know if black people and white people can be cool how can you fucking say that we best friends and I'm like yo it feel, I, I didn't understand I know we're supposed to I, I know we're supposed to look at the mom and be like oh man this mom is doing the most but I'm like we're not about to talk about him this whole movie we're not about to address him we never about to address this dude and at one point I'm supposed to feel bad for this nigga Oh my God. What are we fucking idiots? Well, I will say like that. I do think that we're supposed to, I do think that we're supposed to think that there is, there are elements of the culture that he's not just fetishizing, but that he actually prescribes to and is like, and is actually interested in. And I think it gets a little complicated with the fact that whenever he's around Eddie Murphy, he is reaching for stuff to, for a connection. And so it's a little confusing because I actually I do I do actually think we're supposed to think that some of it does at least at the very least get, get on some level. And he, of course, later on says, I will never know what it's like to be black. You know what I mean? Like, but, see, but, it, it, but it's not about see that bullshit right there's a fucking. But I, but and and I'll also just say that this is why this is what I was talking about with the like why or why I agreed with the critic assessment of like the social commentary part. They needed to go into that a little bit. The social commentary versus rom com because it's like you either go fully into <laughs> one end of it or you go fully into the other. The balancing acts at sometimes this being one of them doesn't quite work out. I don't know what it is. I think that my impression was that. Jonah Hill's character, perhaps not too far from Jonah Hill himself, is a person who loves black culture. Uh, it's it's a it's a little bit of the Malibu's most wanted thing, yeah, right? It's yeah. like <laughs> it's not like so it's not like so that way, like comedic effect where he's just like really, really like actually just like trying to feel like he's trying to be black, but it's like he's somebody who really appreciates the culture, is into it, has Sam J a black friend. I kind of feel like I wish that he had more black friends. It would make 
more I was sense. Surpri- yes. You know? I was surprised that it was just Sam J because then that furthers the thing where it's like, well, no, maybe you are. Are you only posing? You know, like. And no one it- addresses it ever, yo. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it, it's weird because he does, because they do address it. Or, or I guess you're right in the sense that, like, we don't address the lies because at a certain point, Eddie Murphy's character says, like, how do you, like, do you just, so do you, <laughs> do you generally come around the hood or do you just come to take our women, you know? And he's like, no, 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 like, I, I play basketball here. I go blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, we both, like, Eddie Murphy calls him out later and he's like, I looked up the park you were talking about and it's not a real park, you know? Because yeah, I think he like, said, what? like, Langston <laughs> Hughes Park and it's, like, not Langston a real... Hughes Park. And it's not, so it isn't a real park. <laughs> he lied about that. But then also, then he plays basketball and he's good? So I'm like, so does he play basketball? Like, I don't understand. Like, like does he go... No, does he normally run pickup games with other black... But and and is but is he doing that in black neighborhoods with black people or is he just or was he just lucky that like what like it does like it we don't fully get the logic of it so I hear what you're saying around the sense of like because he does talk a certain way and you like mean, when you he mean f- James the third you mean what James the third said no 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 you draw no what James the <laughs> third said I think what I'm saying is is I think what I'm saying. <laughs> I stand behind every word I've uttered. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying he like and I, I'm saying <laughs> I, James the Third, was talking, and I think Braylock got confused because we can't see each other. So I, I just want to make sure okay, that James listen, the Third had that outburst happening today. Is what happened. Okay, That's all I'm saying because I haven't had an outburst. I'm very calmly talking about what <laughs> what has what worked for me in the film and the the, the elements that didn't quite work for me, and I. I have reasons for why they, they don't work for me, and it's I'm doing it very uh, calculated and very uh, calmly, and very <laughs> so I don't, you know, so there doesn't need to be any sort of clarifying as to as about what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, you know, so think, that's very clear. I think you know, that's very clear. We do know? so because okay, so some of it is explained by the podcast, but we don't fully go into it, and we don't. Him and Sam J don't have like bigger moment about this like we do get her we do get sam saying like the thing that you said that you brought up throughout this is much later on in the film by the way and by the way we spoil movies we don't warn you most of the time but i'm deciding to warn you today we so if you haven't seen it and you want to go check it out we do get to sam jay's character saying i don't think black people and white people could ever really you know i don't think they'll ever really connect like in that way. I, I, I like actually this line I thought was very insightful and I really like the analogy that was used. The analogy the is like explanation of it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was like somebody it's like you cheated on your woman. Even if she like forgives you, she's now going to be asking you a bunch of questions and blah, blah, blah. And it goes into very specifics about clearly <laughs> her relationship. But it's like, yeah, like black people are the people that got cheated on and white people are the people who cheated on them and are still doing it, you know? And I thought, I was like, oh, that's such a great, I don't know, I just thought that was a really great analogy for it. But we don't get a lot, to your point, James, we don't get a lot of this actual social commentary aspects of it, which, you know, I think most comedies don't do a lot of. What we do get is kind of this character. Yeah, go ahead. 
yeah, but what makes it hard is is there are there are things like as the movie's going on, there is somewhat of an expectation. Like we almost expect it to be like be, because like to like we we've seen this is the third iteration of this as a film adaptation that we've seen. And of course, we've seen plenty of movies with with interracial relationships not quite working out. But this is like, you know, the the third iteration of like guess who's or look who's coming to dinner. And so we are sort of expecting a little bit of the like, you know, can we can we can we scratch this a little bit deeper than than and that first one is so heavy already, <laughs> you know, like that first one is so heavy already. And so I do feel like the expectation is is set up there. And so it's it's it it can if if you're expecting more it can be upsetting that it doesn't that it doesn't go deeper you know or 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 go there not go deeper but go there more like a lewis farrakhan <laughs> kufi is burned <laughs> in this movie like it's it's burned <laughs> and like what like and then and then and then we move past it and i can't believe that we move past it, you know? And now granted, we potentially move past, we move past it because perhaps, you know, Eddie Murphy's character is like, is embellishing what this Kofi is and what it actually means to him, you know, which is, which is, he does get, uh, he does sort of, the facade does sort of get broken down throughout the movie in, the, in a variety of different ways. You know, his friends from before he was, became Akbar, like, man, you're Woody. And they, like, even they s- say that to him, you know, so maybe it is that. But again, I, it's a qu- I have a question as to whether or not it's, it's that. I don't, I don't know for a fact whether or not he, he, be- he believes this place that he's in now or, or or if or if that is an act two, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, so this is what I'll say. One the the we get to the meeting. Oh, also, there's a hilarious. There is a truly hilarious scene between Jonah Hill and Matt Walsh, where Matt Walsh is like, "Hey, what's up?" Like, like big dick energy, you know. And he's like, "Yeah, you have a big dick too." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Sorry, I'm bad at greetings." And then he like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like okay what if i say great weather today yeah it is great weather for you too or like something like that and he's just like that's what you would say anyway i thought that was funny we get like the the the, the meet cute which is he accidentally gets lauren's car because he thinks it's his uber she kind of starts to like go off on him about it but he's like no seriously look and he like shows a picture and he's like you're driving the same car you know, and here's a picture of what that person looks like, and it looks kind of like her. A little bit of a stretch for him to be like, I'll show you where to go. And she's like, sure. Very, <laughs> yes, very rom com Very rom com And it's our first, like, super rom com moment is that, right? Like, it's like, I'll drive you around. And we're like, okay. <laughs> getting into the wrong Uber, getting into the wrong Uber and the, and the conversation about whether or not that's racist is the social commentary movie. But then the second he goes, I'll drive you around. Th- this actually is a perfect scene to talk about what, 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 what the balance being, being a little off because like, I, it's just unbelievable that she would let him. <laughs> it makes no sense. Drive, 
<laughs> like direct her around fully unbelievable seat, it's, it's like only a, believable when seat, you go like a weirdo and like where's he going after that it's, he's just gonna pick up another uber <laughs> but whatever they kind of very quickly skip past that because then we're on to a date and and you know they're getting they're connecting on the date and we're po- and we're supposed to take we're supposed to take the visual cue that he's stressed because we keep seeing his fucking foot shake and all of a sudden as we montage his foot stops as we have other sneaker shoes and i'm like is this was this supposed to be like a very creative way to be like, oh, look at him. He's relaxed now because his feet were shaking and his stopped shaking. And we kept doing insert shots of it. Yeah, what's what I don't what's wrong with this? <laughs> all right, man. We're gonna pretend like this movie was all right, cool. I'm weird. All right, what? we're pretending like this movie was great. No one's pretending. Yeah, everybody over here, everybody no over here. Like man, any- y'all niggas ain't real. Y'all ain't real. Y'all ain't real. No, no. I man, I ain't saying shit. Y'all keep going. That, you know, <laughs> I I had no problem with what the foot shaking. <laughs> I, I yeah, I me neither. Then we get to, but then we're it's it, this is the movie starts picking up pace a little bit in a way that's like whoa okay so then immediately we're like all right we're meeting the family now and I think by this time we're supposed to understand that they've been dating for a while. Yes. And I and I and I think this is another one of those things. And this maybe isn't necessarily social commentary, but for us to for us to be <clears throat> on their sides with the way that they argue later, I do think that like this montage skips a lot of like important conversations that they have. <laughs> that the, the, relation, like, I think the two that, of like, them have. The, that the, that the couple has. Yeah. Like it was, it was nice because we have to get to the dinner. We obviously have to get to the dinner because that's what this is, a, is about. And I think that the way that they come together is, is, is it's like, we had to set up why these two people from these different walks of life, how they would get together. But like, you know, these, these, the montage was cool to like, see that they're still together. We even see them at Roscoe's, but then the next like when we first see Jonah Hill meet meet Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy asks him that question that you that you brought up already, Bray, and he's like, Do you just come to this area to to pick up our women? It was like, Well, he clearly doesn't just come to this area. Like he likes Roscoe's or whatever, or at least that's the feeling that I put on the montage. I, you know, just stuff happened during this montage that I would have loved to have seen. Yeah, by also by the time they get to the dinner with Eddie Murphy, he's already hoping to propose. And I do think that because the nature of this premise is kind of hinders on how strong the relationship between these two are, it's hard, like, when the when Eddie is kind of asking the questions of, like, why, what does she see in him or why do they like each other? I don't know if I, the viewer, fully know the answer to that either. The thing is, we, we don't know the answer to that. Like I, it's it's not even a question of whether or not it, it, we may or may not know the answer to it. We don't know the answer to it, and it's because we saw it through a very quick montage, you know. And then it puts it specifically puts to Jarrah's point earlier. It puts Jonah Hill on uneven footing because we don't know how genuine his connection to the culture is <laughs> you know like we don't we don't know because we have not seen him interact with any black people outside of <laughs> outside of sam J on, on the podcast you know like it's like it's it, yeah i i i don't think we know i don't think we know and and 
And so it puts a seed of doubt in your mind as to whether or not Especially because work his together. workplace is not like it was weird for it to be like he does his podcast and that's his passion, but we don't and like he again, he likes black culture. I don't I mean, we can have a full conversation about that if you want. I don't I'm not somebody who feels like it's not okay for white people to like black culture, but it is a it is a thing where you start talking in a certain way that feels like it wasn't your upbringing because here's the thing there's a lot of white people who go and we also know this wasn't his upbringing. we know it's not his upbringing it's not like he grew up in the hood because there are white people who grew up in the hood and they speak a certain way because that is literally how they grew up and they go to schools that are predominantly black and so everybody so a lot of their friends speak that way so they speak that way like that makes a lot more, you know, it's like an Eminem kind of sort of person, right? Like that makes way more sense than what this, what like a Jewish, a, a, a Jewish kid who for all intents and purposes seems to be pretty well off and, and grew up well off. And then not only that, but now works in a white dominated space because he's, he's an accountant or what is he? He's in finance also has mostly white friends. So I'm just so it is kind of this thing of it's just like, yeah, what are you doing? And we never we never explore that in the movie. Yeah. And also how yeah, because it's like, how is that not brought up on the the podcast even? Like they're friends, but like you would think that Sam J would even say to him, like, you, you know, you're either putting this on or whatever, <laughs> you know, like like or 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 at, or go or go when he starts to date uh, a black woman. He's like Sam J's like, hey, so you know, like I hope you're not using me as like a pass to for you to say whatever you want. You know, I think there's a little bit of something there, but like, but then we also don't see Lauren ask about it, or you know, she's just I get, I feel like she's just impressed that he uses the slang correctly. So he's just she's so she just accepts it. It don't make no goddamn sense. And it's like, I, it, because to me, this movie had a chance because clearly, you know, we've seen this movie twice before, but this time we're dealing with like black Muslims and white Jews. And I'm like, great, we can have a true conversation, especially because Jonah Hill is so hip hop forward in this movie. It's like, we can talk about, we can talk about the thing. Like we can talk about the thing when like rappers are like, we can't own our records because like, like these Jewish men own our, like we can do the thing, but instead of doing the thing, it almost feels like it's giving a pass. There are certain points in this movie where I can't tell who we're supposed to side with. And the thing about that is, is I, it didn't feel like it was like, oh, these are both sides of, 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 of the cards. We should have a, a fine understanding of where both is coming from. I never felt like that was the case. I feel like this movie was squarely in Jonah Hill's corner and like maybe not split between like if you watch, if you watch look who's coming to dinner, it's clearly in Sidney Poitier's side. If you watch Guess Who, it is clearly in Ashton Kutcher, but because Bernie Mac is there, it is split between Bernie Mac and Ashton. So every time something's happening, even like the barbershop and shit scene we've seen in Look Who's Coming. And it's like, you kind of understand where that dad is coming from because he's in there from the very beginning. And in this movie, all I see is like Jonah Hill doing things that are kind of like he's doing things that is an issue. Like his his whole existence and how he speaks and how he addresses other black people is an issue and is never dealt with. 
by any of the black people around him, but we continue to watch this movie for two hours. Two, and I'm watching it thinking like, okay, we're gonna, someone's gonna say something, like Sam Day's gonna say something, but every time someone says anything to him, he gets sad. And the only time we actually point out a white person's tears is when it comes to Julia's tears later on in the movie. And even when you get to that part, that discussion isn't as deep and as long as the one when Jonah tells off Eddie. I thought they were pretty similar. <laughs> Who is this movie for? I didn't. The reason I didn't think it was similar because I was petty and I timed it. Lengthwise, it's not the same. Also, when you think about the What's discussion... The, what were the times? You typed it. What were the times? Jonah Hill's is two and a half minutes longer than, than London's. And this is the thing about two it. Two and a half minutes longer? Yes. And this is the point that about it, That is a though. lot of time. It's a <laughs> lot of time. But wait, even when you the, think about the rant or the whole scene? The whole scene is oh, two and a half minutes Basically, the, I, I counted when, like, the telling off, like when Jonah was telling off Eddie and then London comes and tells off. And again, I like that London gets to have that opportunity. But to me, it's like, to me, it's difficult because Julia's character, I'm hopping around, but Julia's character is like actively doing her white womanness, which is a problem. But to me, throughout this whole movie, Jonah Hill has like lied to her, which has never been addressed, kind of giggled over, has like gone behind her back, which we kind of understand. And then like he just keeps getting passes and we never address it where I'm like, he needs to be told off. Like literally he needs to be told off and we don't do it. We'd never do it. Man, y'all say something good about the movie. What y'all like? What y'all like? Yeah, I thought, well, I'll I'll just say to this, because I get what you're saying. I thought that the way they did it that way because they were they just wanted to lean into some of the 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 comedy of 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 Julia as a character so they like so in the telling off they had her interjecting with like jokes and stuff you know and so that was what the difference I didn't realize the time difference I mean I think two and a half minute a two and a half minute difference is a lot as a lot that is a lot of time to to hear that that's what the difference is between those two um, sequences it doesn't feel like that and I thought that the reason that it was different was so that Julia could do some so have some more comedy beats and I thought that it worked because I thought Lauren was so grounded in the way she spoke to her that it that it that hit for me so that's how that's how I took that that particular beat but I but I I do hear what you're saying well so this the like I said the movie kind of quickly gets into the into the premise. We haven't seen a lot of the relationship, but then we, you know, for first meet, he takes her to meet his parents, and it's just about them being awkward, cringe, white folks who are obsessed with talking about black things because there's a black person in the in the room, making it feel very not normal. Like, they're like, so, they're trying to be so much like, this is fine and normal, that it's so obvious that it's not fine or normal for them. It also becomes a running joke. David Duchovny has a running joke that he really likes exhibit. And then I guess there's a part of me that's like, wait, like, did they just, is this how, is the, did he grow up like this because his parents just really liked black culture? And that's interesting. That's interesting. You know, I didn't think like, about that. and talk about black. Cause, cause he does have, he does have like a lot of exhibit 
specifics. Like he's like, like he like, no, like he listened. David Duchovny listened to Exhibit, like definitely did, <laughs> you know, for a period of time. He didn't listen to him throughout his career because he kept being like, is he still doing, you know? But he certainly, there was a point in his life where like Exhibit was in the rotation for sure. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, you know, it's this, you know, this scene is for it, this scene is a little tough because it is a scene that we've seen, not just in movies like with similar premises, but even like a movie like Get Out. You know what I mean? Like we've seen the scene of a black person coming over to a white family and the white people being like, we know black stuff. And it's like, okay. <laughs> I do still think the exchange between Jonah and Julie Louise Dreyfus in, in the like when he pulls her aside and he's like, and he's like, what are you, like, talking about? And she's like, I'm just being me. Like, that. this is who I am, you know? And it's like, oh, really? You just, you're just being you? you? I've never heard you once bring up, you know, like, police brutality. And she's like, I talk about it all the time with all my friends. Like, who, name a friend. And he's like, Lauren. Oh, you and Lauren talk about, you know? Yes, it's a very popular topic of conversation. I don't know. The... I enjoyed that. I don't know why David Duchovny was singing Ordinary People. There's a lot of things in this that are like, they're like, they're like weird. And like, it's like, it's funny, but it's because it's weird. But also, it's so weird that I'm, I don't know if I'm laughing at the scene more so as I'm laughing at the like choice to put it in the movie. (laughs) You know, like, why did you guys also like, also, like, they have, like, Molly Gordon's character, like, is a lesbian, but, like, but they only bring it up this one time where she, like, he, like, she sees his girlfriend. And she's like, hi, you know, and Louis Jarvis is like, all right, calm down. But then, like, it's never kind of brought back up again, which feels a little cheap, you know? I'm like, oh, don't, don't just use it for one joke and then not have, you know, it, you know what I mean? I don't know. I felt a little, felt a little icky about that, but maybe that's just what it is. Hey, did we do that in our movie? Maybe we did. No, we <laughs> didn't do it because Tessa told us not to. Yeah, so we didn't. Literally, we didn't do that because someone was smarter than us and was like, "Don't do that." Well, we do make a joke. Yeah, but is <laughs> there? Yeah, but my thing is like, it's not at the expense of someone for being gay. Like I mean, it's I mean, it's just that simple. I'm like, I was like, it feels like low hanging fruit, and I'm not trying to. Let me go back to mute. That joke at her expense. It feels because the thing is, the joke isn't the the reason I say the joke is at her expense is because the joke isn't. What is what what is, what is a black? It's joke not like this movie. It's like, not when, like it's not like oh, oh, it's so like she's gay. Isn't that funny? Because it's weird, but it is a weird. It is a creepy thing that she does. You know, she hits on her brother's girlfriend in front of her family do you know what i mean like it's not a normal it's not like a a normal thing to do (laughs) anyway whatever whatever it's a it's one joke then like we we already kind of talked about the scene where he meets his her family i don't why does he take them to roscoe's chicken and waffles that does feel offensive so, right. So, like, so another thing that I feel like happens, I mean, we've, I've, I've talked about this ad nauseum, so I'm not going to say too much more, but I do think that, like, I, my guess, my guess is that he gets so nervous that he then starts overcompensating. So while he could have been, like, 
himself, you know, the person that Lauren actually loves. Instead, he, he, you know, does what his mom w- was doing. He like, he, he, he just, he just reaches, he reaches for all of these things when there's, when, when there, you know, and so, and it's because of that, th- that he keeps putting his foot in his mouth over and over and over and over and, over and being, and, and just, and being racist over and over and over and over and over again when like when like i guess the reality is if we know his heart is that he's not <laughs> you know he's 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 not a racist at heart right then we get the dinner scene and this is when the both families meet this is the scene that is heavily used in the trailer i tr- i literally laughed out loud when nia long when Julie, <laughs> nia long's talking about how a lot of slave owners were Jewish or how Jewish people profited off the slave trade. And Julie Louise Dreyfus was like, I'm going to need to see your source, your source for that. And he along goes, Oh, of course, baby, can you go get my purse? I have my slave receipts in there and says yeah. it so matter of factly. I, that was very, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> go get my purse. I have my slave receipts in there. <laughs> I thought that was the most creative joke in this scene. Yeah. This scene was was interesting because they do the like, are you comparing Holocaust to to slavery thing? And the families are like in shock that the other person would 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 do that. And I and to me, I felt like, oh, okay, like, like I wonder where where this is going or like, oh, what we're gonna get from this. And Kat was like, wow, this is really funny. I've never seen this and so then the question that i had was like oh has this like have we seen this in a movie before like have we seen a because this is essentially our makeup cat and cat and and mine she's her dad's jewish she's from a jewish person i from a black family obviously as a black man we have never had the like, we have never had the Holocaust versus slavery discussion. We just sort of all go like, yep, and our paths have been hard, you know. But she was like, oh, I've never seen this. Have you guys seen specifically this discussion happen in a movie before? I know it happens on Twitter and people, you know, and like, and obviously the de- that debate has been going on forever. But, but like, you know what I mean? Like I, I was like, oh, I, I couldn't think of another. Do you know what you mean? I can't, I, I can't recall it, but I, I would be sh- absolutely shocked if it's, if it's never happened in a movie before. Like I can't recall it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if you told me if somebody was like, it happens in this movie, and it was a movie I've seen. You know what I mean? But also, it's like this, 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 it's Twitter. It's like, it's, a, it's, it almost feels like, and I think it's one of those things that we always have to fight against when you do a sketch. It's like. How do you take it past just what is in pop culture? Like, it feels like a lot of this is just a conversation had on Twitter without any new insight added, or at least not even new insight, but like, what is your opinion on it? And I'm like, yeah, I, I know this battle. Like, we have written things where like, oh, the who has it worse joke. Like, we, we know this. Like, this is not foreign, but like, what do we say about it? Like, yeah, like, the thing I couldn't believe it with it, with the way that it was handled in this specifically was that they were both both sides like couldn't believe that the other side would say what they said. Like that was the, that was the thing that I was like, Oh, well, I don't buy this. I buy that they would, that it would potentially happen at this dinner, you know, but like that the, that either one of them would be like, 
you're going to say, you know, <laughs> like I could, like I would have thought the approach would have been different. In terms of, I feel like the, I wish the Muslim thing was explored a little more because one, it seemed like when Jonah Hill first meets the parents, he doesn't even know that's a thing. Like, doesn't he, doesn't it seem like he's surprised by it in the, in the conversation? Which doesn't make any sense to me. And then it's like the parents are surprised. Like, they're like, because it's like they didn't warn each other. You know what I mean? Like, hey, my parents are Jewish and like they're practicing Jews. Like, they're not just like cultural Jews. They go to temple. They, you know, I had a bar, bar, bar mitzvah. Like, I, we believe like they are, they're not like super strict, but like we do practice the Jewish holidays. Like the first, when they're at temple, it's Yom, it's Yom Kippur, I think, right? Like they mention it. So for him to bring up Farrakhan, it, that is very controversial. And they would be shocked by that. You know what I mean? And they would be yeah. like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> like, but that's, that, no, but the, that, you know? Bringing up Farrakhan and the reaction to that, I get. Later though, when they're like, when when it's like, are you really comparing <laughs> the Holocaust to, to, to slavery? I think that was when I was more like, oh, I don't, well, yeah, they might. They certainly might do that. <laughs> you know, like they 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 might. <laughs> you know, they, they might do that. You know, it's like it's like it's the it's the response to it that I'm sort of like, it's like, no, you might be, you know, you might be a little bit more like, here we go. I, that's what it is. Here we go. It's I knew we were coming here. I think it's I think that little flip, I would have been a little more on board with it. I I think one of the things that was a little confusing for me some at parts of this movie is I couldn't fully get it was like both Jonah and Lauren's character were both like seesawing between like being like kind of being on their parents' side and kind of being on the relationship side. And I, I guess like that's the that's the natural tension within the movie. But I also don't like there were I I didn't understand the reasons why they would go back one to the other. You know what I mean? Like in in the in the dinner scene, it didn't feel like they were both like they were both they both were seemingly like. Jonah way more, but they both were seemingly like, oh, let's just move past this conversation. But it didn't feel like they were working together to move their family past the conversation. And we didn't get a moment of them going of like, what I, what I feel like naturally, normally you would see, especially because they do have a fight after, you would see like, they're, they're both like, oh God, can we not talk about this? Can we not talk about this? And then maybe you know, Nia Long makes a point and Lauren's like, well, that's true. And then Jonah's like, what do you mean that's true? You know what I mean? Like, we don't get that moment where they're actually agreeing with their parents. The way that they agree with their parents is more just like, well, your mom's ridiculous. It's like, yeah, well, your dad's ridiculous. As opposed to, and then she, and then she also like has this weird thing where she's like, well, I am Muslim. And like, you know, I wanted a mom, you know? And it's, and I'm like, where's, again, not that that's not real, but it's just like, it's just weird. It just feels like they, yeah, go ahead. But this is also that, this is that thing that we were talking about before of like, it's tough to, for us to, to hear them have this conversation of like, oh, they're not on the same page about this because we don't know the things that they are on the same page about because while they were dating for six months, we skipped time. And so we didn't see 
we didn't we didn't really get to see you know where either parties were really coming from together you know, to then see them on uneven footing. We never saw them on even footing. And so that's what makes that, I think what makes that scene a little tough, you know, and like, and we, and this is early, like we're before the midpoint of the, or maybe this is the midpoint now, but like all of this, well, yeah, so we're still, so we're still before the midpoint. And so it's like, you know, this is, we're supposed to carry through the movie with this, (laughs) you know, but it's like, but it's uneven. It's hard to we don't we don't we don't know what to grasp onto and what not and what not to. And it's and that does that makes it tough at times. Yeah. And so, you know, just kind of skipping ahead, we just there's a, there's other things. I'm trying to think. What 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 do we got now? Like they, oh, they go off. They're like one on one. It's almost completely unexplained. Jonah's with Eddie and. Lauren is with. I think Lauren has a scene where she's like, we like, like trying to get her dad to know Jonah because we don't spend, they don't spend enough time around the parents. And then the next scene is him like forcefully trying to be around the parents. Got it. Got it. Okay. I forgot about that. Be there. And then it's, what, what is it? They go to, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the niggas, niggas in Paris joke, you know, in the car. Julie Dreyfus like takes her to like a massage place and is like, "Oh my goodness, like we got skipped they because sing a you're with too. Him. It's like there's music in both scenes. It's like, oh yeah, why is she singing? Why are, why is she? Singing? I don't know. Whatever. I can't remember what does it. What does she? She sings Adele. She sings Adele. I can't remember. I couldn't. She sings Adele. She sings Adele up like no, uh, uh-uh. no, it's an Andrew it? Day song that's about like it's called Rise Up and it's oh like, yes yes from uh from uh freaking it was a movie right song huh. yeah yeah that was funny I thought she was very funny yeah in the she way sings a black she... woman song <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about rising up like that's the joke it's uh from the Billie Holiday movie. Uh, yes, Billy Holiday. Yes, I thought that was very funny. It's a great song. It's a great song again. Again, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It did frustrate me though that that Jonah didn't respond with in words in Paris. It made me. Fr- it, it frustrated me that he was like, "Oh, I don't remember." <laughs> oh yeah, in words in Paris. It just, it just well, felt he like said, he said in Paris. That's what they call it. So he said the right thing. Yeah, in Paris. It's called in Paris. But yeah. then he goes. But then he goes. But no. But then he goes. Uh, it's someone what in Paris. He like then starts to wonder who's in Paris. Yeah, it's someone. Do you know in what I mean? He 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 starts to he starts to question. You know, it, it's like, a joke. It, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're you're either there for it or you're not. They uh they, <laughs> it's a long joke though. <laughs> so if you're not there for it, you know, a little bit of a ride. We have the basketball scene. I mean. I feel like he would have said something like, I'm not wearing the right shoes for this or something, right? For as far as into shoes, this is now me being, I'm now, we do get the crease I'm now being super nitpicky yeah. about this, but like, but yeah, but we get so much about him and his shoes that like when he starts playing ball, it's like, well, he would certainly have it. Like, wouldn't he have, like, wouldn't there be, some, I don't know, I don't even know what kind of shoes he was wearing in that scene. So maybe he wouldn't, and maybe it was already just explained by, the shoes that he was wearing, but it seemed like they had an opportunity for some more sneaker commentary. I mean, they could have commented on him even liking sneaker culture and why sneaker culture is important in the first place. It would. It, it was a missed opportunity to not get the POV as to why he likes this culture, 
what connects him to it and why he feels or like any sort of justification as to like why he doesn't feel like he's just appropriating it, you know? And it's like, even if it was just like a small thing of like him, like being like, you know, I like, this is, this is the culture I love, whatever. And I understand that I'm a white person. Like, so like, that's why I like, you know, I, volunteer at this place all the time or like I donate money to whatever. I don't know. Maybe that would feel cheap to some people, but I I just, I felt like it would have been nice to get something or at least, I don't know. But anyway, whatever. The part that I, the part that was hard, the hardest for me, I think was the bachelor party. Just because like, it was like the kind of bachelor party he has, which is very like a movie bachelor party, doesn't feel like who this character is. And maybe it's something he moved away from, except for the fact that, like, they're like, we were just here last year, and you just, you know, passed out doing cocaine. And he's the coke guy? And he's the coke (laughs) guy. And, like, that scene in, like, in isolation is funny, in this, and, like, being like, the coke guy, the coke, you have his number, you know? And, like, the coke guy being like, oh, thanks for these, this, this present for my birthday, you know? Like, in isolation, it's funny. In the context of the movie, it really does, like, make you go wait a minute like he's he does cocaine like that's a hard drug like it's not and like even if somebody does i'm not saying you're it's not possible to do cocaine casually occasionally casually and be like a like i'm not necessarily judging somebody like all that but i do think that if somebody has gone to vegas within the last year and done so much cocaine that they you know defecated on themselves I, it's hard for me to believe that that per, and that person doesn't have, you know, any problem with drugs whatsoever, you know? Yeah. If that person is also the guy with the Coke connect, (laughs) like if the guy with the Coke connect also shit himself doing Coke last year or whatever, it's like, oh. And then I'm like, so I'm like, wait, so does she, and I think this is what draw you were referring to when you're like he's lying to her right like does she know about this and is he ever going to tell her and i don't know it, it i know i feel like the movie just tries to write it off as well like it's just a bachelor party but i'm like guys the vast majority of people the vast majority of people are not having cocaine at a bachelor party and mo- and a lot of people are not going to strip clubs on a bachelor party either Like, it's not, I'm not, and again, nothing wrong with necessarily those things, but it's just like, it it doesn't, I'm like looking at this person and also the friends that he hangs out with. And I'm like, wait a minute, who is this person? (laughs) And the dad has an absolute right to be concerned about him. Like, so when Jonah like tells him off and is like, well, it's weird that you were even at my bachelor party. It's like, dude. It is weird that he went to your bachelor party, but that doesn't even come close to being at the same level of what you decided to do at your bachelor party and whether or not that was okay. See, my thing is like, I guess I don't have necessarily a problem. I guess to be honest, I don't have a problem with the strippers and the cocaine. Like that's not my issue. My, like I'm not going to lie. The strippers and the cocaine, I'm like, all right, man, whatever. I guess my issue is like, Draws like I shat myself uh, in Vegas last year. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, just, like, I don't even have. I, I I think that I think what I'm struggling with is like I don't have the energy to even talk about this movie because like I don't like any portion of it, and I feel it feels like a waste of my. It feels like a waste 
I feel like I'm wasting your time. I feel like I'm wasting my breath. And also, like, I don't want to shit on someone's work, but it's like I didn't enjoy any part of it. Like, I, like when Eddie had a couple... Literally, the, 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 the joke I laughed the most is at the very beginning when Eddie was like, have you noticed everybody's hair is getting curlier and curlier and curlier? I got a nappy head, except for this nigga over here. And he just pointed to a random black dude in the corner. And I'm like, that's the... Yeah. It, it he was bald, to, though. That's why yes. it was except for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> except for this nigga. <laughs> he also said something about butterfly wings that I thought was really funny. But it's like, I didn't get a lot of like, because I like, I I liked seeing Eddie so, so reserved and so grounded. But then I, it was something cheap about, I guess I have friends who are Muslims and like, and so I kind of know what people say about them. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're using this moment to have like a, a Jewish and Muslim conversation in lieu of like a black and white conversation, I guess. And I'm like, oh, hopefully like, we will have a true exchange of ideas and maybe somewhere in there have some truth versus like jokes. But then every time Eddie spoke when they're at that dinner table, he's only talking like he, everything he's saying is for a joke, but like it's played serious. I mean, he's talking about Louis Farrakhan, which, you know, even in black culture is very, very, a very, very controversial figure. Like he really is. And I'm like, all right, maybe we're going to have the discussion because there are certain people who like, you know, growing up, I was at the Million Man March when I was a little kid. I didn't know what was happening. My stepdad took me. Louis Farrakhan was one of the speakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, we didn't have that discussion. Like, we just genuinely didn't do that. And at no point did we ever do the thing. And I'm like, we watched this movie for two hours, like two hours and eight minutes or some shit. Like, literally made me feel so proud, even though we haven't had a movie yet, of the work that we've done. Because I will say this. The one thing that I think we do is even with this podcast, whether it's Astronomy Club, whether it's anything Black Man Can't Jump does, is we can look at something with social commentary and actually talk about it in a way where you have the discussion without it feeling forced. And you also can do it where we're not so fucking stubborn as to not listen to another person. You know what I mean? Like, even thinking about in the short, Tessa being like, all the women can't say they're gay because now the joke is about them being gay. That is a thing that as a cis black man I would never know to think of and never know to point out and I feel like there's certain parts of this movie where like someone should have said yo bro what's happening right now and no one stopped it 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 feels like neglectful but to have this many people in it it feels inappropriate and it feels like we should be better and it's hard for me because I'm like I respect everyone in this movie but it should be done better and I feel like you have Eddie you have a scene you have Eddie Murphy Julia and fucking Jonah Hill in a scene. In a scene. Multiple. Feels like we could have done better. Well, anyway, I I was... It, the cocaine thing bothered me because I thought it was a... I don't know. It was just like... It was strange. Oh, then there's the whole... Her bachelorette party. They're like playing. This felt a little forced. Right. Julia. She, pull, she pulls off her, her wig. Well, she accidentally... Yeah, get, Accidentally pulls off her her wig. Yeah, but I was gonna say the n word thing. Oh wait, wait, what was that? Which they're playing hangman, and she's like, and it's like these people they can like they're really good with their bodies and moving with their bodies. And somebody says s, and it's like the last letter, and she's like, oh, I know. Does it start with an n? And they all look at her, and she's like, no, I meant Navajos. And it's like, it's like what? And I was like, I was just like, 
Why would she? I, why it would was she just, think I, that that's the word that they were going to say? <laughs> yeah. Why, why would she think that they said they're really good dancers and they meant? And I thought it actually would have been way funnier. I thought it would have been way funnier if that was the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been because it would have been it would have just been like she was right but also she could it, she's not allowed to say it you know what I mean instead it was just her just being fully racist I don't know it was just like what her character is a lot and I felt like she had her character was so so cringe and it I think she did a really good job she's such a good actor <laughs> But man, oh man, it was, that was, it was tough. And for me, it was, I think, depending on your taste, it was really cringe, funny cringe. But for me, it was like too cringe to be funny. Yeah. The dinner scene, we get a bunch of speeches. Yeah. I liked, okay, the the speeches were a fun opportunity to just like, to get a bunch of jokes in really quick, rapid fire. That was fun. Uh, Like, I liked that Sam Jays was like, you didn't, you didn't seat me with the black people. And just aesthetically, this was, <laughs> I thought that was funny. But they break up here. They break, they break up at, at the, by the end of this because they finally, both, both parties, both parties finally talk to their, to their parents, to the parent that's giving them the most shit. And they decide that they, they're not going to work because of their parents. Again, you know, I sound like a broken record, but it also is like, we don't know why you work at all. <laughs> like, we don't know, <laughs> know. why the two of you, we don't know why the two of you work. So at this no is like, point. this they is They don't even tough. kiss. Have y'all noticed that? They don't kiss at any point until the very end oh, when they kiss when they get married. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. They don't kiss until the wedding kiss. Really? They have, they're, they're like underneath the covers and there's a little like footsie. But it's a whole movie about a loving couple. They kiss once in the bathroom. I clocked it too. That, but go. that was okay. it. Got it. One time. Two hours we watched this movie. I th- yeah, it was... So when they break up, it is a little tough because we're getting all these scenes and this fun stuff. And I guess like there is this buildup happening. But for me, it didn't seem like they were communicating much about it. And so... It's like they're about to get married. It's a huge it's a huge deal to break up with someone. It's a gigantic deal to break up with someone who you're engaged to. It's a freaking enormous deal to break up with someone the rehearsal dinner of your wedding. You know what I mean? It's like the way that she's just like we should break like we should break up without having a conversation about what just happened. It's 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 I know it's for the movie and I know that they, they just have to do it, but it just felt so unrealistic that it was hard to be with it emotionally. Yeah, it, this, in terms of like what was happening in the scene, I think because they both were on that page, I bought that they would both break that they would both break up. But like, but I know what you mean. Uh, you know. That like that it is so big <laughs> that it's so big that it seems like there needs to be a little bit more needs to needs to happen for it to for it to for the believability to really be there. But I, but but only because you know Jonah was like I don't disagree. You know, ha- having just had the hu- the tough conversation with with Eddie, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, like like they're gonna break up. This movie, what is love? We didn't talk about the bloods, the bloods, Crips. 
thing. And like, and I got to say, I couldn't believe that that was, that that was glossed over. Like, I couldn't believe that, like, I, like, like this, like the way they ended that scene was like, you're just going to be, Eddie essentially saying you're going to be a little bitch the rest of your, your life. And like, I don't know, but people get killed because of shit like that. Like, like people, people get actually murdered because of stuff like this. So I'm like, when, when Anthony Anderson's like wrong color, take it off. I was like, yeah, take the shirt off. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand how he was talked out of it. And, and it was just, and then the next scene is just the, the basketball scene. Like, I was like, what? Like, we're just out of everything. I liked that he threw it back to him at the end where he was like, you did this to me. You made me, you made me go, you knew I was wearing a red shirt, like an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Like I liked that, but I, the way that it actually played out, I was like, no, I think he needs to take that shirt off. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just... So they break up and then we see them kind of on their own and we get that Sam J quote about black people and white people not ever reconciling. And then, Oh, then like Eddie gets talked to by Mike Epps. Another great scene, and and Mike is doing the jokes, the 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 very like I would have got I would have got a credit card. Like it's all of the jokes. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was like I could I could hear a, a black dude be like I would have gotten a, a white man to get me a credit card all day. I don't know why <laughs> it was so funny. It, it felt like, real. Oh. It felt like a real thing. It was like one of the first real things. Do we get a scene with Julia understanding why she was wrong too? We we get her no well we get her listening she's listening to the podcast. We get that. Oh, we she don't get, get she's a, listening we don't to get a, his her his podcast, yeah. Yeah, and everybody is. Everybody's it's that it's that's where the Eddie Murphy scene comes out of. You know, they're listening to the podcast in the in that in that moment too, but we just get that she was listening to the to to it. We don't get a whole a whole scene. Yeah, and then they get brought together and the wedding is happening literally right then, which is very rom-com. <laughs> and they get married. And, and yeah, and I, and I mean, you know, again, super rom-commy ending, super rom-commy how we get into their relationship. Would have loved to have just a little bit more of, like, of those moments of, like, why they're, of the romance, of, like, why they're together, what, what makes them, what makes them, right for each other and that you know if you need to tack i mean it's it feels bizarre to say this but it's like they just needed like 15 more minutes you know like 15 20 more minutes to get that to get to get these like little things that that i'm kind of nitpicky about you know because then it would all be there i don't like two and a half hour movies i don't like you know i don't like movies being that long but in terms of like the expectation that i feel like I had going into it was like, yeah, like I think the balance, the balance just needed to be a little bit more. The scales need to be balanced just a little bit more. But I, what I'll say though is because there is a scene in this movie that I do feel like could have been, could have been improved just ever so slightly, you know, because it's like, it's, you know, when we get, when we get into the scene where they go, when they go to Langston Hughes Park and they're at Langston Hughes Park and they're playing that, the, Get, you know they're gonna play he's, pimp, he's sort of pimping Jonah Hill into playing what's she doing a game no because I just feel like while they were playing that game what what could have happened because the first he gets knocked down like when he gets knocked down the way that could have happened is like a second 
basketball could have like come flying in from from off court and then like we we whip pan over and and steel is there and we're like oh my god what <laughs> wait, you're doing it wait you're doing you're a steel in, bit and then any and, and he goes you're he doing goes, a steel bit he goes he goes he goes you're gonna steal hey. a steal bit from Jerome? I just feel like wow. He's a, he you're goes, gonna take goes, my bit now, James? <laughs> you gonna take goes, my take bit, Jerome's James? Bit? You didn't want that bit. <laughs> no, he goes. He goes. You didn't want uh, that bit, James. I just feel like there needs to be. We need to be all together, love together. You know what, James? You know what? You James. You know what? You can take this. You know, take this, James. Because you know what, James? You have every right to do it. Because all I want to ask both of you guys is: Is this movie? <laughs> better than I'm Hancock. So mad at, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> oh, is it better than Hancock? Is it better than Here's Hancock? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. They only kissed twice in this movie, but there could have been a swirl. We could have had we could have had a full-on sex scene because this one this one needed to happen. This one needed to happen. Okay. Yeah, you do a swirl, James. They under the covers. Go ahead, James the they under the covers. Yeah, this is me, James the third, doing, doing swirl. We see them under the covers, but they're just being cutesy together. Bray, you see the together. kind of swirl he wants see. to put in this world? I needed need to see. I, mean, I needed to see. This is the movie. This is the, what the movie's about. You know what I mean? It could have seen, like, it could have been an actual, like, full-on sex scene, you know? It could have. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like it, <laughs> but whether or not it helps the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Not based on how much we liked it, but whether or not it helps the cause. So on the count of three. The cause of we'll more leading, leading more black actors. Leading black actors in Hollywood. In this Hollywood. movie. This movie. More. Mm-hmm. More, please. Interesting. Three. Interesting. Wait, hold on. I actually need a second. <laughs> Two. And this is very, this is very interesting. One. Okay, one black fist, one white palm, and nothing. I gave it a black fist. The reason I gave it a black fist is because Lauren London. Okay, yes, so you start, Brit. Lauren London is the is a star of this film. I don't believe Lauren London has a lot of leading lead actor roles. I think this is a movie that was watched by a lot of people. It has a lot of big names in it. And therefore, it is very possible that Lauren London gets to star in another movie and become one of Hollywood's leading actors. I Yes, I think that is fair. I My palm is for, Lund, uh, for Lauren. The reason I didn't give it a full fist, though, is because all of the other names are beyond established. And again, you know, ever since Aaron Covington was on the show 12 years ago, I have had a different view of of the cause and sometimes feel like the cause. It's like we shouldn't be doing the cause in this way. But if I'm thinking about more leading black actors and, you know, how much you know, and also this is the number one movie on Netflix. So in terms of like the eye seeing it, a lot of people are seeing it. And I think that equates to a positive box office, you know, I guess. But because all of the other names are super established, even though it's written and directed by a black man, you know, but it's like Eddie Murphy, it's Kenya Barris, it's it's Nia Long. It's these are all these are the these are established. It's Mike Epps, <laughs> like all of the people with like with big moments outside of Lauren, 
are very established. And so because of that, I couldn't give it a full fist, but I couldn't give it nothing because it's certainly, there's that all of that stuff. We want more people of color in these roles. We want more black writers and directors. And obviously, Lauren, this is a great vehicle for, for her. I gave it nothing because I've known who Lauren London is since I was in high school, the ATL. Lauren London is literally one of the queens of the culture. I believe she deserved better. I believe this cast was squandered. You had Eddie Murphy not doing enough Eddie Murphy. You had Omar Epps, you had Dion Cole in a scene where I could tell you improvised the whole scene. I do love the cinematography of this movie, but this movie didn't put on any new black people. It had every opportunity to do that, but it didn't. What else? It got. I think it got the score it deserved. So. Well, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us at Black Men Podcast on, on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. We have links to merchandise there. We have links to a defunct Patreon where we have a year's worth of episodes on there, but we don't do any more new episodes, just so you know. Also have links to shows that we sometimes do. We don't know if we're going to have another show at UCB, but if we do, hopefully it will be the first Sunday of March. We will be at the Pan-African Film Festival, February's 13th and 14th. Mahogany Drive, our short that we wrote, that Gerard directed. Please check that out that we star in. So check that out. And if you read, if you rate and review us, leave us five stars on iTunes. We'll read your review on the air. This is from Austin Roy. He said, my film brothers, such a fan of the pod. It's always great to hear your perspectives. And it feels like I'm with friends every episode. It's been great to see your work outside of the pod and always have to support. I love this space and I'm excited to see what you all have next. Question for you, though, is Hitch a good movie? Wow, interesting. It's 100%. A, it's certainly perfect. Un- it's unequivocally, perfect. Perfect yes. Film. It is fantastic. It's a perfect film. It's, it's heralded as one of the best rom-coms of all time. So, It is fantastic. You can follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. And follow Rule of Three Comics. Three is the number three. You can follow me at Draw Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Meow, meow, meow.